everybody to episode 21 of late arrivals we got the whole crew this week and we have a special guest on today to talk about the ducks red wings coming up on tuesday we got mr scott bentley thanks for joining us man we know connor's been trying to get you on for a while yeah <laughs> yeah i'm pumped man no i'm pumped i'm uh, I, I was glad that that connor reached out and honestly ever since uh, ever since I started getting intertwined with the likes of uh, with Ducks Twitter and Angels Twitter and whatnot, I've honestly, <laughs> I'm not allowed to really say it on my show because people have that weird beef or whatever that we'll talk about. But um, but yeah, I kind of like root for the Ducks, like like super <laughs> under the radar, like don't tell anyone about it, like kind of kind of adopt them as like a second team. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, well, thanks for wish... coming up, man. We wish we you. had better games to talk about, especially <laughs> especially the one last night, but. You know, we're always for having our friends on and uh, getting more voices out there because there is a lot of crossover and a lot of different people and places that we're still reaching different countries and different parts of America that are where surprised people are listening from. But hey, you know, it's the beauty of doing this. Yeah, absolutely. We're getting bigger in Australia for some reason, but what's up, Australia? <laughs> all the, Shout all out the true Australia. Blues. All the true blues. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like I said, I wish we had better games to talk about, but it's kind of been the theme of the season so far. Back-to-back losses again, Minnesota and Chicago. And the Minnesota game didn't seem as bad. I mean, it sucks that all the momentum gets sucked out when Zegers has a Michigan called back. But Yeah. Mm -hmm. I also kind of just feel like, the ducks losing momentum is just a natural occurrence in games nowadays so <laughs> you can't even say oh it's because the michigan got called back yeah it's just they they're the it would have it happens yeah. it would have happened <laughs> well, yeah, can we can, later, can we but... can we briefly talk about that whole like offside fiasco and this and it'd be something good for scott to chime in on like this whole like the the whole zegris thing on wednesday night where he scores the michigan then it gets called back for offsides even though he even though they had been in the zone for like over 30 seconds after the offside occurred, it sparked this whole debate. Like Elliot Freeman was talking about it, whatever they were like, yeah, like there needs to be some sort of change where like, if the event in question happens a certain amount of time after the offside, then like it shouldn't count. Like you can't challenge for something that happened two minutes later or something like that. So I don't know what you guys think on that. I'd be totally open for like a, like, Hey man, like exactly what's eager's um, or exactly what happened with Zegers on Wednesday. Like, like, Hey man, if, if, if they scored 45 seconds after you've been in the zone and they've been in the zone the entire time, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't understand the challenge there. So I don't, or I think there should be a change made where then you can't challenge that. That's not really reviewable anymore. I don't know. I don't know what you guys think, but. I mean, I understand why it's in place. It's meant to, see if the play is offside but it is kind of shitty when it's like you control the play for that long mm-hmm. and then it gets whistled down and reviewed and overturned yeah because i wouldn't i wouldn't hate seeing like a time cap on it but i don't know i think it'd be I, hard to i don't know it's it's a weird it's a weird 
rule, in my opinion. I just don't really know how they would, how they could make it perfect. It's hard to, yeah, it's hard to really, I don't know, like pinpoint at what time is like too long and and, and whatnot. But I do think that it, it is possible to be more like immediate with it. Like even if it's, even if it's just, I don't know. I, I guess when it's in the that zone the entire time, it's tough. It's a tough situation, but um, I don't know. At, at some point, I, I agree with the sentiment that at some point, like it no longer matters. And it's like, okay, we've been here for, you know, like two minutes. We've been yeah. attacking the net. Like, you know, if, if something was going to happen, it should have happened. So yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe you get more vocal or whatever about challenging when, you think it's offsides like if nobody notices maybe but that hockey such a fast-paced game i don't know i don't know how to uh, a way around it but yeah it's definitely like a short end of the stick thing when it happens to you for sure yeah and i feel and i feel like there needs to be like a whole lot of discussion on this if they do go into changing offside rule because i feel like it could get really really murky right away unless Mm -hmm. it's like a hard like it's got to be 30 seconds like they need to not have these like it would be so NHL to have like a bunch of like loopholes in the rule where it's like now like everything is just so murky and you can call it every which way, even though they're pushing it as like an amendment to the rule. So I just I hope if that does happen in the future that they 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 cover all their bases. <laughs> yeah, they should just give the coaches challenge flags. Just let them throw flags on the ice. I'd <laughs> <laughs> be sick, honestly. Cross them out. It's like the one time someone does it, it hits a player as he's going by. Yeah starts a whole other controversy and shit but i don't know it, it's annoying but at the same time like i i also kind of was laughing at the whole oh, killed the ducks momentum and it did but i mean it's not like they've been playing well enough to really say that they had much momentum yeah <laughs> um but we did get a nhl first nhl goal from from our boy pavel regenda that was pretty a nice much shot. uh nice you know how he'd want to draw it up was a nice snipe it wasn't anything fucking shitty like a lot of first NHL (laughs) NHL goals tend to be where it hits the guy in the ass and goes in but you know it was it was cool seeing him score finally especially after getting the call up again and kind of proving he needs to be there but you know it also comes at the cost of we had Mason McTavish move back to wing again which still isn't working but I don't know where I I don't know. That's weird to me. It just, it just makes no sense. And like, and I saw people making the argument, like, like at least before these last two games, a lot of people were making the argument, well, you know, Z uh, or I'm sorry. They're like, well, you know, Aikens was kind of doing the same thing with Zegris in his first full year last year. And then, and then, you know, look, look, look how he's playing this year, you know, look how he finished out last year, you know, so maybe there's some merit to it. And like, I understand that, but now it's almost even worse than what, Akins was doing with Zegers last year because at least with Zegers last year, Zegers wasn't pl- wasn't playing left wing on the fourth line, yeah. out of position when he's a natural center in favor of a career AHLer in his first year with the Ducks, getting called up to play that fourth line center spot. Like that, not even that was happening with Zegers last year. Zegers was still playing top six minutes and playing center, but the thing mm-hmm. with Zegers was. Dallas he needed, yeah he he yeah he was putting like anchors on his feet and throwing a guy like Nick Delore on his line which I which 
is whatever. It was only for a couple <laughs> games, but like you, I, I'm at a loss of words now. I don't understand what the plan with McTavish is. It's just like I don't know, Scott. If you guys were maybe going through something like that last year with the player with Blashill, like I I don't know. I've never seen like this. <laughs> Let me agree. tell you, brother. From <sighs> the outside, it, I feel like this is a question that. 31 other fan bases are looking at you guys going like, what is the plan with McTavish? So we're not crazy. So we're not crazy. Hell from (laughs) from my vantage point. I'm confused as hell. Um, I, I, it's, it was weird optically like over the weekend and it has been something that ever since it was like brought to my attention, I I think has been weird. I I think um, no, like last year, I mean, and not all rookies are the same and young players yeah. in general, like everybody develops differently and whatnot, but um, no, like we, we like Lucas Raymond went straight up to the top cider, obviously like that's, a, you know, that's defense, but he was at the top. Um, even our play, our young players this year, it's a lot of uh, like legitimate middle six minutes. I don't know. We mm-hmm. haven't had too much rotation in the bottom unless the like injury is called for it. I don't know. Like, and, and McTavish is so fascinating too. Cause it, he's like McTavish is, is a dog. Like he's like, like that's, exactly. a, that's something I was really excited about. And like, like Connor, I, I'm pretty sure we had a pretty extensive conversation when you guys got him, And like, yeah. he's like, that's a, that's a fun, like, talented dude and no the the handling of him has been like your lines honestly just confused the shit out of me just like always like top to bottom but uh no like him specifically is definitely like a at at the top and like forefront of like what the hell is going on for sure like i just i just i don't think i've ever encountered a season where we're now like what are we 12 13 14 games in now Mm-hmm. Where yeah. literally, I I'm I'm pretty sure if you pulled up the lineup post from the Ducks Twitter of every single game and put them side by side, I would bet good money that they're that every single one is different. Every single in terms of where guys are playing, I don't think we've had an identical lineup at all this year. I don't mm-hmm. think I don't I yeah. do not think two lineups have been the same, and that's what's so confusing. It's like Dallas Aikens will get these lines that work, and he rewards them by breaking them breaking them up the next game and you just don't understand he plays mason mctavish at center albeit fourth line center for two games in a row last week and he mctavish put up his best underlying numbers and his best statistic on ice numbers of the season when he played center and what and how does he get rewarded he gets thrown back to the wing against the panthers and then now he's back to playing bottom six wing it's just it's yeah. baffling. We've covered this a bunch of times. We're not going to spend too much time on it just because, frankly, we don't even know, really know what to say anymore. But It's just every week it feels like it's getting worse and worse because the yeah. product on the ice is getting worse and worse. And it's just like, come on, at least do what was working. Like, fuck. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, like, glad, I'm just glad that Dallas Aikens isn't only frustrating Ducks fans and these frustrating fans from around the league. So that's great to know. Yeah, I so think. at least we're not crazy, right? Yeah. Like Scott, like he's got, it's he's got working it from like, all angles here. Yeah, like we're not the fan base that's like, you know, games at 7 and at 6.30. We're like, oh, can't wait for the lineup to drop. It's now like, <laughs> holy fuck, what is this lineup going to be? Like, We're just like in our corner. Just yeah. shaking. I'm like, I'm like, I'm I'm taking a whiskey shot before I go look at what the lineup is type of thing. <laughs> it, like, it's, uh, it's wild, man. And we like you brought up Blashill and like last season with him ours wasn't 
pregame, ours was Blashill was the most annoying dude on the planet because he would do fucking like in-game blenders, dude, and they oh, would drive okay. me up a fucking wall. Like you, you start the game like the seven-minute mark in the first period, and you're like, oh, Dylan Larkin's out there with the fourth line for some reason. Like that's <laughs> fucking fun, and like sometimes like defensively do it because like our defense was an absolute train wreck last season but like offensively that's like very difficult to to like sell a fan base obviously so mm-hmm. yeah I uh, yeah I'll tell you what man that was uh that, that was something that that is again very noticeable like from the outside looking into and I I promise that it's not just y'all going like like <laughs> is anyone else seeing this like yes everyone else <laughs> is seeing this for sure yeah because like, i was definitely second guessing myself a little bit i'm like is it just a little shiny new toy syndrome i'm like am i crazy like i don't know what's going on but right. then to hear the validation from other people it's like yeah oh okay so Black. we just don't see it either but <laughs> anyway <laughs> so mctavish is averaging just under 13 minutes a game that's kind of where zegris was last year yes but the whole but... thing goes back to it's it's where he's playing. It's who it's he's where, playing. Yeah. You know, and how he's being used. Zegris was getting less time because he also was being benched for doing his his thing. Like yeah. he was going out was there and good, trying man. crazy shit. And Dallas was <laughs> doing the whole come on, you gotta gotta be a little more classy yeah. than that. You can't be doing that. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't even that. Zegris would take like a hooking penalty for the first time in three games and he'd get benched yeah. for 10 minutes. And meanwhile, Derek Grant takes three penalties in those same 10 minutes and he gets like bumped <laughs> up in the lineup. It's like <laughs> I just yeah. Zegris, no, you can't do that. Grant character guy. Yeah. Just loves his team. <laughs> <laughs> Akins has his guys for sure. <laughs> well, they may have lost last night too in pretty, I wouldn't even say heartbreaking. It was more annoying fashion than anything. But well, Savannah called it. She said it was going to be this game. She said she felt was going to end on like some stupid, like ugly bounce. That's exactly what happened. And I watched it and then I watched the replay <laughs> and I still couldn't believe it. The way that that puck went in the net was so frustrating. But we have made some progress. We have finally gone a game without giving up a power play goal. Yes. Hey, 14, 14 games in, and we finally have our first game without surrendering a power play goal. <laughs> Is that real? Yes. Yeah. Every right. game it, has seen at least atrocious. one. Holy hell. It's been bad. Like, And like the whole usage of... like Eakins is doing the thing on the penalty kill where he's got one guy at the point just like looking like a, and it's almost like he gives them the instructions to act like a lost puppy he literally just goes <laughs> between the between the other two guys at the point if they're running two guys on the point on the opposing power play it's just it's a mess because then he pinches way up because then he pinches way up to the top and then it just leaves the entire center of the ice open it's exactly what happened with that austin matthews goal against us and it's like yeah you might want to not let austin matthews just walk into the slot with the puck like that might <laughs> be something you'd want to there's Just no bumper on the PK, brother. Yeah, no. <laughs> What's there even to say about that game? We finally outshoot an opponent. We look good, scored. He dominated him you know, on 19 on seconds into the game. And to still lose, just that's that's the most annoyed I've felt all season. And there were a couple games early on where I was kind of feeling the same. But like you said, Chris, it's just you knew – it was coming yeah and it happened and you're just like yep okay 
that you just knew it was the second it got tied up. I, I tweeted it. I said, congrats on your win Blackhawks. Cause I just, I just knew um, that. I mean, it, I guess me and Savannah were on the same wavelength because like, yeah. it just feels like something like that happens and just the wind just gets knocked out of them. And yeah, then they look game. like shit the rest of the game. And it was for the most vibes. part, for the most part, like they looked good. It was really back and forth. You know, the Hawks would get some opportunities. We'd get some good chances. Mm-hmm. And it's just stupid fucking play. It hits Kulikov's leg and goes the complete opposite direction in the net. And it's just like, at least, at least he didn't, uh, at least it wasn't Silverberg sniping our goalie this time. Yeah, like at least it worse. hit the defenseman and it wasn't a guy <laughs> shooting at the goalie again, but it, it's still irritating. Yeah. <laughs> were uh, were all the goals in that game by Chicago scored by defensemen? Oh my god, I think it was a lot were. A lot of them were. I think all three Two goals of- in that game were scored by D men. Yeah. Two of them were for and sure. And you outshot them by like twenty. Well, 15? yeah, Tenorti Tenorti had both. Uh well had two goals and then Roos had the other one. And yeah. and and we had a and we had a classic Anaheim Ducks trope. We seem to give everybody their first NHL goal. So yeah. So yeah, yeah we do that with goalies. So yeah. <laughs> so okay. all right. So you outshoot them by like handily and then you lose yeah by a goal and all three goals are are d men that's tough <laughs> and then just a tough that's yeah i mean tough. That's, <laughs> like that's I, brutal i think i think that is the first game of the year that we can literally just kind of put that up just to some bad puck luck like i mean yeah like what are you gonna do with that for real yeah that, shots that, were, goal that took the lead you know like you shots just... were uh 41 22 ducks yeah, not even close, dude. Yeah, we yeah. we had a actually a really similar game against Chicago. We went in like we were riding high. We'd won two or three in a row against like playoff teams. So we'd stolen a point from LA and and whatnot. And we rolled into Chicago, and um, I think we outshot them and laid an egg too. I think we had <laughs> lost like three one or two four something like that again. And yeah, Domi ran circles around us, and yeah. <laughs> fucking just like the most anno- like i hate chicago <laughs> like that's like unfair yeah bias for me but like fuck that team bro like fucking a i uh yeah i can't stand i can't stand playing them i can't stand losing to them and yeah, uh, yeah it that's it's the uh, same here man like i still i'm still not too. i'm still not over 2015 <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, I Scott, forgot we, y'all are we, still in their conference. Yeah, shit. We, we, we literally did. had. We always said, yeah. see ya. Yeah, you left. But yeah. Peace <clears> out. Yeah, no, I feel you, Scott, on that with my hatred towards Chicago. We literally, we had one, one playoff series against them in our entire career. And, like, there are, like, a team I, I, I just, I can't. I can't do it. I can't stand them. <laughs> the worst, dude. It's just, even, like, even even before all the Kyle Beach stuff happened, I, I. Yeah, I hell yeah. It. It's just, like, ugh. Always. Well, Savannah does bring up a good point. She says we can all agree to never separate Trevor Zegers and Troy Terry ever again. Yeah, that's the other thing. Eakins, he has fire in a bottle with playing Troy Terry on Trevor Zegers' wing, and it's like he, it's like he's, it's like he's two magnets, and he just can't do it. He'll do it yeah. for a game and it'll work, and then it'll be three games where they don't play together. You're like one Zegers. You're like yeah. one Zegers trick play from separating them be like whoa what's eager to do it with the puck i don't see yeah. it all right benched ridiculous yeah. 
yeah like, there was like there was like a heat map or something it was showing some advanced stats like throughout the entire season and like it was a heat map of our offensive zone and you could toggle like okay what does the heat map look like when Zegers is on the ice without Zegers when Troy Terry's on the ice without Troy Terry on the ice and like literally Scott according to those stats we do not get the puck into the slot without one of Terry or Zegers on the ice like it's it's that bad (laughs) it's tough it's bad yeah oh man he's he's trying to put Legos together but he's hitting the ass ends together not yeah not piecing him. He's not good with shapes. <laughs> really, really struggles with shapes. Yeah, really tough. Well, I guess we can get into talking about Tuesday Tuesday night's game. You know, we need to bring up Lucas Dostal again because he he did good last time he played the Red Wings. So he did, yeah. And Scott, did you did you happen to see that save he made last night for San Diego? Did you see that on Twitter? Uh, I did. I yeah. I did happen to see it. Yeah, it was all over my timeline. Thanks to yeah. <laughs> thanks thanks to uh, someone I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Fucking Disher, right? Yeah, right. Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Disher. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I'm not expecting anything great. Well, last time we played him, we lost five one. So, yes, they- yeah. So the the first game too. We had uh, we had three power play goals, which is fucked. Like that's that's unbelievable. So, like this power play unit is not that great. We kind of have like a like score in bunches thing going, where like we won't score on the power play for like three games, and then we'll play a shit team and drop four, and it's like, <laughs> oh look, our percentage on the season isn't that bad when like you know it's not really consistently very good. So yeah, um, no. So honestly, like the thing with I know your defense is is like your defense at the moment, but the the offense for us has there's like no consistent pressure. We have no ability to like keep the puck in the opponent's zone unless we mm-hmm. are on the power play. Like five on five, this team is honestly pretty shit. And like that's <laughs> that's been the thing all year is like the the five on five play has honestly not been very good, but they're really good on the rush. And they're really good on on like breakaways and they're pretty solid enough on the power play. And like that's how we score all of our goals are on the rush and on the power play. So like if if must be nice. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> fair. If you uh it, it, it's just it's weird because like we'll it's not sustainable at all. And like I'm waiting for the collapse, but like we'll get outshot by 15 and win by two. And it's like all right like, that but like four times so like okay <laughs> you know what i mean Just like one of those seasons you're like i'm you're like i'm not right, gonna like, all right. <laughs> but that's again like the, the five on five like this offense has no sustainable and like legitimate uh like consistent uh, attack like the, yeah. at all so uh if you stay out of the box you're going to have a like decent ish chance to like hang honestly. And that's probably the biggest thing. We're a shit face-off team, like the worst in the NHL or second worst in the NHL. We have just like no right-handed centers. So like we're shit in face-offs, like <laughs> just like across the board. So like, I don't know. You, yeah, like it, it's not, it's not impossible. We've lost, we lost eight to two to Buffalo. We lost to Chicago. Like we, like you can, you, you can hang if you just stay out of the box. Really. I was at that game in Buffalo. It was oh, beautiful. really? It was beautiful. I'm sorry. 
Uh, hey, I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. Yeah. Well, so Scott, so we got, you know, we're all familiar as Ducks fans with Mo Sider and Lucas Raymond, obviously, you know, two, two extremely talented players that, I mean, I, I can speak for all of us that w- we all enjoy watching them play. Like yes. we're not, and I, and Scott, I know you and I have talked about this, like, multiple times none of us are in that weird like made up fake beef that anaheim and detroit that some anaheim and detroit man fans have seemed to create like we all love all three all three players zegers raymond and cider so i don't know how that maybe you can speak a little bit on that beef how it is from a red wings fan's point of view from your side because we were very confused (laughs) right i mean for real like i i i have to say on my show all the time like anytime we play the ducks or even talk about the ducks i'm like hey just for the record like i'm not one of those fans and like i love (laughs) like i love like zegras and like i like i i like watching the ducks a lot like i watch them probably more than any team not named the Red Wings, like I'm like, like I'm I'm uh like I'm I'm with it. I'm not one of those like like fans and people get mad at me and they're like, oh like fucking whatever. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like maybe it's they're like, maybe they're it's, like you're one of them. Right, yeah. And and maybe it's easier. I I don't know. I don't have my pulse on on your fan base, obviously, like y'all do. So maybe it's it's different because like cider did like winning at the end of the day. So like, maybe yeah. it's just like, uh, I can sit back and like, Oh, I don't really give a shit. Like, what? Well, like my dude brought home the hardware. It's like, who gives a shit? Yeah. But like, I, I, I've at not at any point did I ever get like, like real upset about like the Zegers <laughs> thing. And the media tried to make it a rivalry so bad. And like, that hasn't been a rivalry since Corey Perry left. Like that hasn't been a yeah. rivalry in, in we're like, not even in the same conference anymore. It's like, I don't like, right, yeah. And they've <laughs> like, both been shit. What, like, what are, what are we, we talking about? To, like, what are we supposed to do? See each other in the cup a couple of years, like five years. <laughs> right, like, okay. Dude, see like, you then. Like, Oh God, don't put that out there. <laughs> I, I mean, hey, <laughs> it, it, it just, it hasn't it, like, I don't know. And, and there's definitely a, a like healthy, like portion of the Detroit fan base that, that is like, actively i don't know like was cheering when when he was off sides on saturday like there's like a there's like a, a healthy like portion of the fan base that really does ride like that and i just i i don't know like i i don't maybe i'm soft just like because of connor and like i'm like oh my god it's the dogs like whatever i don't know but like i i just i never I never did that, but yeah, no, it's real, man. And like, there's, like I said, whenever I talk about it on my show, there's people that all get riled up and <laughs> like, oh, like, how can you like talk good? I'm like, dude, we have like, with all due respect, we have so many bigger rivals historically. Like we're an original yeah. six. Like we yeah. so many bigger problems to worry about than like, <laughs> like, this in the 2022 ducks. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I, like, I don't know. It's so like, weird we were, to me. Like, we were both so bad weird. too. So it's like, why are we like, why, why is anybody even worrying about this? Like we're yeah. both right, dude, literally. And like, like, I don't know. The whole thing is, is, is honestly it's, and it would be a lot different. I think if like Zegris won the Calder, I think it would be a lot for me, even like personally, I'd probably even be a little, all right, maybe like fuck this dude a little bit. But like, <laughs> it didn't happen. So, like, whatever, yeah. man. Like, I, I don't and know. I, like, I, I'm I, pretty it, sure it went to like where it was supposed to go. And like, that's, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I don't really have that. I don't, I don't have that at all. And I'm pretty sure all of us had Cider winning it. Yeah. I don't think I, any I, of us had Zegers ahead of Cider. The Ducks beat writers had, like, he almost won it unanimously. Yeah. And the Ducks yeah. writers had him too. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
So. Yeah, I like I can I can pretty confidently say that like you know just kind of scroll on Twitter you know as as the NHL awards were coming up and you know like even throughout the season last year I I don't think I saw any rational ducks or the ducks fans that i consider rational <laughs> but even then even the unrational ones like i never saw i never saw a ducks fan to my memory fully come out and be like no trevor zeers deserves this and mo cider does not like no like everybody like i would say it the whole time that it was ciders to lose and like i mean if zeers won i'd kind of like do like the like one of these like you know like the, oh, we'll like, take you know. it yeah <laughs> right. can sabotage the last year yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll just blame Maybe, it on yeah. Dallas. Yeah, yeah, we'll blame <laughs> it on you. Yeah, like we always do. Yeah, it was, there was one. There was one poll that came out in. I want to say it was right after the All Star break when he did like the like dodgeball oh, like yeah. shootout yeah. thing uh-huh. and like all that, right? And there was a poll that I want to say it was the end of February. They would do, you know, the NHL does like monthly polls. Like, here's where our writers have the awards, and I think it was the February one. Raymond had been leading the entire first half and then Raymond kind of like plateaued production wise and kind of like, that's why he rightfully ended at like third or fourth or whatever. Yeah. And so he dipped, but cider in like our eyes had been the best rookie on the planet since like opening night all the way through. And uh, right after the all-star break, there was a thing where Zegras was voted like the leader for the Calder. And I think th- that's when the fan base like freaked out. And that's when we, <laughs> I'd like go on air and be like, what? I hate to say it, but like, <laughs> this is ridiculous and whatnot. And even then, like I have a co-host on my show and like, he was like very hot and mad about it. And I, and I was like, there's 40 games left. Like it yeah. will go to cider. This will not be a thing. And like, that's what happened. So I don't know. May, like, maybe I am just soft because I do have like ducks friends, but like, I, I just, I never, I never, I never was in that camp for sure. Yeah. I never, <laughs> I never really understood it. Just people getting like, God, they, they just got so worked up over nothing. I thought, or they bought into the media trying to like, you know, right. And that's definitely the, what it stir was. The, like stir the Kool-Aid time. a little bit, you know, yeah. like buying into big that. Time, but, big time. Like, and I don't know if I can speak for uh, the rest of us when I say this, but like, I've always kind of had like this weird relationship with the, with the Red Wings in my, you know, entire life as a hockey fan. Oh. Like you guys were always extremely endearing to me. Like we had Uh-oh. so you, many I can <laughs> promise you a lot of people don't share that. <laughs> no, no, I know. Well, I'll explain. Like in those early 2000s matchups that we, you know, those playoff matchups and stuff like that when we were still in the same conference. Like don't don't get me wrong. I fucking hated playing you guys. I didn't like it. I would never looked forward to it. I was clenching my ass the entire time. But it was the it was that group of players, you know, that Datsuk, Lidstrom, Zetterberg, Holmstrom, Franzen, those guys. I just respected the absolute hell out of them. Like I couldn't, I couldn't say I hate those players. It was more, oh, I can't stand the wings. It was never I, you know, I I can never bring myself to actually be like fuck nick lindstrom fuck fuck babble datsuk like I, sure. I was always just like and every time we every time you'd beat us i just always had the same feeling of like well i mean just gotta tip your hat to him you know like i never truly could say that i was like oh i fuck the wings you know what i mean yeah i i think a lot of and like i could be totally like just blinded by you know being (laughs) in this city my entire life so like please like share you know personal anecdotes after but like i i always felt like it was difficult to 
like individually like hate some of those players like i i understand like you know there's a wing reel on the sweater and like that's all that matters at the end of the day for a lot of people and mm-hmm. and and whatnot but um like pavel datsuk didn't talk like like nick <laughs> lindstrom's nickname was like the perfect human that's literally his nickname like i don't know exactly like, there, yeah. there's it's like the the era before that apps like you have every right to hate oh, 100%, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like there's, yeah. there's a lot like the Iserman, like the late nineties, early two thousands, like, yeah. you know, Iserman and the grind line and like fighting a lot of people. And like, obviously like, Bob Prober and shit. like thing. yeah, right. Yeah. So like yeah. There, there's that, that is totally understandable to me, but like that, that like late two thousands, early 2010s, like that, the Zetterberg Datsu team, I, I always felt like, that was kind of like what you said, like a lot of the hate that we got from like other people, there wasn't any like, Oh, like fuck Pavel Datsuk signs or like, Oh, you know, nearly two thousands, there'd be people that would just like, like throw shit, like specific players, like fuck Darren McCarty. And like, all this, <laughs> you know what I mean, where like those teams didn't have like a, like a, Bro. like one, like hated them like person it was just yeah. like oh it's the fucking wings and you know they win all the time so fuck them and I, that's that's what i think i don't know at least from like the the from my vantage point what a lot of the hate that we got was mm. yeah, yeah i mean as a team, so much. As a, yeah, yeah i mean totally fair yeah, yeah. and like <laughs> great dude but like totally fair <laughs> like and kind of the same thing from our end like i i can understand why a team that was employing Corey Perry and Chris Pronger at the same time was probably not the most, uh, the most loved. <laughs> most loved. <laughs> hey, hey man, I can tell individually. No, I can tell you that. That was a nothing, big one back in the day. That's not, that's nothing new that. Anyway, I, oh, I, I'm very like, yeah, that 31 yeah. other fan bases share. Well, 30 yeah, probably yeah. share that sentiment. Yeah. Well, cause we're the ones and like, like we were all laughing, like, we were all laughing at Stars fans. We were all laughing at Habs fans, and we're now laughing at at Bolts fans because now they're kind of like, "Oh wait, I actually kind of like this guy." What the right. hell? He's like, oh, the dude okay. that when he's on like, your you team, you like, love him. Yeah, yeah exactly. we're like you were like you see what we mean. We've had this guy on our team since 2003, so yeah, like, oh, yeah, he was. Oh, dude, he would. Yeah, because it was he was just such a not like a traditional like like i don't know like enforcer and but he was just like yeah. he'd get under your skin and like oh it, it oh i just i i hated playing the ducks a because like eventually you know when we we kept getting older and, and y'all kept getting better and so like eventually it, it like tides just kind of turned but all just because of him man he, he oh <laughs> i'd get so upset watching Corey yeah, perry yeah. play against the wings i still do every time we play him everybody <laughs> in the city just goes like oh typical Corey perry move fuck this dude like <laughs> it's still so real and like i guess maybe it was more of him than just like a ducks rivalry at the end of the day because like when he yeah. left like and you know i guess production for the team maybe changed a little after he left too but like right when he left man people were like oh like the ducks whatever but like this dude is still the problem yeah <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure Corey perry was also nicknamed the perfect human i don't know if you heard that before but <laughs> <laughs> he's, my, he's my perfect human <laughs> right he's perfect to, to anaheim yeah. yeah well and perry like perry and you kind of touched on it a little bit scott like he wasn't your typical pest like a matt cook or like a guy where right. like where like that's all he does he pisses you off even more because he goes and does like some something little shitty like that and then he goes and scores two goals in the same game. right like, 
yeah. he's he, he's a guy that's playing like he's he's a heart trophy winner that's yeah, doing he, he, the you know best I mean? hands i've ever yeah. seen on like a grit and grind like just yeah. like prick of a player yeah. <laughs> like it, yeah. it was so infuriating man. yeah because yeah. he'd do he'd he'd dangle through two dudes with like the slickest toe drag you've ever seen but then he'd get knocked on his ass and he'd just have to score the dirtiest like Correct. that's how he yeah. would score goals he'd beat a guy with the sickest d you could ever score and then it'd be and then he'd have to like jam it in like six times right yeah he was yeah oh, definition well, yeah. of a problem there was there was that one against the Islanders where he dangled through like two dudes, but they tripped him up. He was on his knees and then just put the puck top shelf and scored. Yeah. So. Is he coming back? Is he coming back for a farewell? I Dude, hope so. Hey, I you guys may have saw the uh, the little fanfic I wrote on Twitter yesterday of my perfect scenario. Uh-huh. Oh, the one that made me cry. <laughs> oh, yeah. he comes back and wears the C. That one. Yeah, it comes. Yeah, <laughs> annou- announces next year's his last I year. Love it. Comes back, wears. Well, could do because it'd be great in my eyes. Like you have the air, the air to Ryan Getzloff be Corey Perry, like having a swan song year. Be dope, dude, dude. It's one year. Like have him play bottom six minutes. Just sign him to like a w- w- one year, one million, whatever. Who cares? We have we have eight bajillion dollars in cap space right now. So it's like, <laughs> Same, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, that's my. I love it. Yeah, I'm I'm for Garrett, it. Uh, Garrett, uh, Garrett has a comment, Scott. He says, it's interesting Scott is talking about Corey Perry being a bad dude when his favorite athlete is O.J. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? This whole time, for sure, I've just, dude. I've just yeah. been watching Garrett type in the chat, and I'm trying not to laugh. <laughs> Big fan of the Jews, for sure, man. <laughs> <sighs> so, uh... I was going to ask how, how the Red Wings uh, goaltending is so far. How's Ned doing? Yeah, so uh, Ned has not been doing. Uh, no? <laughs> we can answer that one real quick. It's been a rough start of the season for Ned, but they also yeah. traded for Vili Husso from yeah. St. Louis in the offseason, and he has been, like, unbelievable. He, he was in net for the Buffalo game where we gave up eight. Besides that, if you just take out the eight-burger <laughs> that he gave up, He's yeah. got like a sub two goals against like a okay. nine twenty something save percentage, like before going into that game is or what his numbers were. So yeah, he he's honestly um probably the the one A to Ned's one B. I, okay. I think at this point and going into the season, uh I expected Ned to kind of like take over the role and it to be pretty 50-50, but like mm-hmm. Ned maybe gets like the one A and uh if there's a really big like must win game kind of thing, but um, no, like really Huso got opening night and Ned has, has really struggled. Now this defense is still, I, I know, you know, I'm, I'm trying to understand my, my, my peers here. This defense, <laughs> our defense sucks. Okay. Um, last season, that was the second half post trade deadline. We trade Nick Letty and everything post trade deadline. Red Wings of last year is legitimately one of the worst defensive performances, productions, rooms I've just ever seen on an NHL hockey team in my entire life. This year is certainly a big step up from last year, but that's like, like you can be 32nd and be a step up from last year. Like that's not really saying much. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah. it's a, uh, it, it's, it's certainly still like a big work in progress, like what's in front of him. But um, yeah, I, I think I think Ned got LA, which is the game we just played on Saturday. So I think you'll get Huso, which is like, again, he has like one bad game. And besides that, it's a yeah. sub two goals again. So like it's a, uh, if he's the one in net, it's going to be a much taller task, but 
Ned's had one good game, which was, uh, I think, two outings ago for him. And besides that, it's honestly been a lot of – he gave up a goal. Oh, no, never mind. Ned wasn't Ned against L.A. because he gave up a goal nine seconds into the game. That's right. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, on Saturday, he gave up a goal nine seconds in. Uh, at 19.51, we were down one nothing. Um, and then, yeah, just like never – we ended up losing 4-3, kind of clawed back at the end. But So, yeah, you'll you'll probably get Huso, which will be a little more difficult. But yeah. Um, I yeah, do like who should have yeah, wanted that yeah. because it's, it's been a little bit of a rocky start for him. So far, I, yeah. I hope he can get going. Cause I really liked him in Carolina and I was kind of sad to see him leave Carolina, but yeah, absolutely. No, he, he had a, he had a decent year last year for as bad as the defense was. Um, and like both of them who so, and that are both like mid twenties, like they're still yeah. both so young Yeah, that uh, I, I think people still have, still have high hopes for him for the most part, but yeah, you'll probably get, you'll probably get Billy Huso, which is um, probably not what you should want to hear. <laughs> Has there yeah, been you, any... you, touched on, you, you touched on the defense a little bit too. I bet it's a, I bet it's a bit nicer to have cider a little unlocked. You know, he's not, yeah. He's not having to shuttle around Danny to Kaiser for 82 games, you know? Golly man. <laughs> and like, yeah, like Sherrod is definitely better than DDK. And like DD, like love DDK, right? Love Danny. Like, <laughs> you know, but the last four years were kind of a train wreck. So like I, I think uh no, I, it's definitely nice. Um and actually our our second pairing um has been which is Heronic, who honestly is like not a very good defender, but we uh we signed Oli Mata, who yeah. has been unfucking real at, at like second pairing D man. Um, and like analytically with like goals against average or goals for percentage and all that, like that pairing is one of the more productive D pairings in all of hockey, like in the top 20 ish, like D that's second pairing. So like that one's been good. And then Ben Sherratt is given us the Ben Sherratt experience. <laughs> Um, a lot of, you know, giveth and taketh away, like a lot of, a lot of Ben Sherratt stuff going on. And then the third pairing has just been a joke. It's been, just been a complete revolving door, um, and has been nothing short of a dumpster fire. So yeah, it's like, we have like two good defensemen and they don't share a pair together, which I guess is like kind of what you want, I guess yeah. you can kind of like divvy it up a little bit more, but we get beat on the outside a lot. I'll put it that way. Like we get beat like Zegris might have like a field day. Like you can, you can, you, you can really do some damage if you just go around like Ben Sherrod or Philip Peronic on the outside. Just Don't circle them, make them dizzy. Time. Yeah. Really quick. Yeah. I was going to ask if you have any like surprises uh, on offense this year. Cause I see, I don't know how David Perron's doing. I was, I was interested that he went to you guys and I see that Kubalik is playing pretty well for you. Kubalik yeah, has like eight Kub goals, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Kubalik is is leading the team in points. He's tied with Larkin for lead the team yeah. in points. And that's a dude that was an RFA from Chicago and is now <laughs> like on our top line and leading the team in points. And yeah. Um, no, so the thing with with Kubalik is uh he it just grips and rips it. Like he just lets it fire at, at the net. And there's um he doesn't do anything else, really. Like, he <laughs> plays a shit defense. Uh, not that great of a passer, not that great of a puck handler. But he finds his spots, and he is going to lead the team in shots every night, which for a team that desperately needs shots on net, 
beautiful. Yeah. Like great, <laughs> like my favorite signing of, of the season by far. Yeah. Uh, he's been great. Perron's been really good. He's we're still trying to figure out like who the long-term A's are going to be. And he's won an A for like quite a few games. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's been great, but I, yeah, I mean, offensively uh, you might get to see Jonathan Bergeron, who is one of our like top ish prospects uh, who just got called up before last game we've had a lot of injuries so yeah. uh you know he'll get fourth line minutes or whatever but that might be kind of like a fun thing like see one of our one of our top prospects at forward but yeah i think i think you probably answered the question with with kuba leak I, I have a hard time thinking of anyone offensively that has even been not not only a surprise but just like he's been the most productive like that's just yeah. he's, mm-hmm. he's been nuts for sure I want you a player. I want you to touch on who I'm, who I'm very intrigued by. And for, you know, for the people that are listening for the Ducks fans listening or for whoever's listening that may not be like fully aware, I want you to tell us a little, a little bit about uh big Elmer, Elmer Soderblom. Yeah, he's that's, that, that's a, that's a unicorn on skates yeah. is what that uh-huh. is. Yeah. So that's a, a six foot eight forward. Um, he is the tallest forward in the history of the Detroit Red Wings he's like 20 um <laughs> and we we've had some injuries unfortunately so you're not going to get the Redwoods line is what they were called the but, Redwoods line I like uh, what, did, uh, 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 what did he call was it the treesome right yeah there's <laughs> treesome? so yeah, many yeah, there's been yeah. so many but that, yeah that's a great one um so yeah we, with injuries and stuff we uh unfortunately we won't get to roll that that line out there but um, but yeah, it was, it's the tallest line in the history of the NHL and it's just like, Soderblom's not injured, is he? So he'll no, probably no. play. Uh, okay, he good. took a slapper off the shin two games ago, mm. um, missed the most recent game against LA. Uh, but he's like day to day and should probably play. He's been getting third line minutes too, which is like great for him. Uh, but yeah, this is a dude that wasn't supposed to make the team out of camp. And certainly not after we had a like signed a bunch of players in the free agency and whatnot, like uh, was he played in Sweden last year and okay. like, didn't even, didn't even play in the AHL last season. And this year was supposed to be like, Oh, we'll get him used to North American ice. So play in, in grand Rapids where our, where our uh, AHL team is. And they'll be, you know, he'll be able to to take his steps and whatever. And like next year was kind of like the, he'll probably be up maybe the end of this year at best. And he just lit the preseason and like the prospects turning up and he's, yeah, he's a freak dude. He's like six, seven, <laughs> six, eight forward. He he's like pokes everything because like, duh, like it's, it's crazy. Um, the wings, the wingspan is just off the right. Crazy. And, yeah. and he has like great hands, like Fint. It's, it's, he's a, he is a unicorn. Like that's what I call him because I'm not sure we've really seen a forward like have the intangibles like that he possesses. And yeah, he was a late round, like Steve Eiserman pick. Everyone said, Oh, he's too big. Like he sucks at skating and Eiserman took him, you know, late, late in a draft. And now he's uh, you know, at get, like skipping the AHL, getting legitimate third line minutes and is really fun. So yeah, that's certainly, we just put him in front of the net sometimes, <laughs> like yeah. just stand there. Just, just, have, just have him do the Thomas Holmstrom thing. Right. Yeah. Just like <laughs> yeah. screen everything. And like, we not having to have a defender, like be the screen guy. I don't know. Like it's, it's, he's, he's nice. He's, uh, 
he's had a couple of uh like top sports center top 10 like moves too like he he's he, he's a unicorn it's really uh-huh. cool so yeah hopefully he'll play but um but yeah that that's certainly someone that like most teams should be watching even if he doesn't do anything just to like optically <laughs> just see him out there it's a giraffe on skates and he's a that's, forward. Like, <laughs> that's so terrifying <laughs> yeah he's the man oh man well, we know it's late for you, Scott, so we don't want to keep you too long. Uh, but we did have one last thing we wanted to do before we let you go. Yeah. We usually, our, our friend uh, Hockey365 usually sends us a topic that we do you know, towards the end of the episode. But I figured while well, we had you on, we'll, we'll do it a little early. Uh, but his question from us this week was, uh, we're tasked with creating the next in-season event for the NHL. So something along the lines of like, the global series, the winter classic, whatever. He wants us to say where it'd be at, who's in it, and when is it. Play on Lake Michigan when it's frozen. There you go. Ooh. That would be pretty That's cool. what I want. I want a great <laughs> lake start. So we actually have, we have a, it's not on the lake. <laughs> not what I was implying, but we have a, uh, we have a, um, the Great Lakes Invitational, which is a, college hockey tournament yeah and it's super cool and it's at little cedars arena every january and um it's yeah it's it's awesome and it's literally all the best teams in michigan just play like a round robin tournament and the Mm -hmm. lca ice in two days like they play like three four games a day like it's um it's awesome and yeah u of m msu like it's like the like actual you know like best teams in the state at the college level and I, I just, I think that it would be awesome. Like the Great Lakes thing, like whatever, that's a joke. But like wherever it would be, I think it would be cool to have like a, I don't know how you would divide up teams, but just like some sort of like invitational or like round robin thing like that. I think they try to do it with the All-Star game a little bit kind of last year. Um, I didn't think that format was terrible, but I think some sort of, I don't know, invitational, whether it's like you play for your home state or something like that. Like, yeah. I, I think that that would be kind of cool. Like a states tournament. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, that'd be sick, right? Yeah. California might be a little cooked, but. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Y'all, y'all, y'all might struggle a little bit. Yeah, Minnesota would just rinse everybody. Oh, yeah. Oh, Minnesota, yeah. Massachusetts, just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm totally down with playing right on the lake, though. Why not? Oh, I'm dude. Gonna, I'm going to cheat a little bit for my answer. It might be cheating a little bit because when this did happen already, it was right up against the start of the season. So I think that counts because it transitioned into the season. And because I'm mad that it's not coming back now for another year, just bring back the World Cup of Hockey. Yeah. Just bring that back. Let them play the Olympics. There's my answer. Yes. Yes. Just one of those. Just one of those. That's all I want. I just love so, the World Cup so much, dude. That was so, so much so, fun. It was so much fun. And if you and if you don't want to do the team North America, team team Europe or whatever, just just throw like Germany and Slovakia back in there. Like it's a normal international tournament, you know? Yeah. Like just do that and bring it back and we'll be fine. And we'll be happy. And the NHL, they had this, they struck gold with this event and they were like, Hey, we should not do that again. It's essentially the <laughs> too much fun. With how this is gone. It's essentially <laughs> how that's gone. So this made us too much money. God damn it. <laughs> this was too good of marketing and we can't have that because we're the NHL. Look how excited nope. the fans were. Ridiculous. Yeah. Batman was, was storming the teams. offices like, nope, 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 guys, we've gone too far. <laughs> My idea is a little rough, but I'd say it'd be fun to like take, have like something during the all-star break and do like the two teams with the best record in the league play against each other. 
okay. like two, three games and do it like, a, oh, will you see these guys in the cup final together or, yeah. you know, in a division round in the playoffs or whatever it'd be. That'd be kind of fun. Like two best teams with the best record, have them play like one or two games while everyone else is on a break and then give them like a bye week after yeah. to kind of recoup from being off for the all-star or whatever. Cause I feel like, every season has like that one team that's like at the top and then just completely fucking tanks and falls out yeah. of it. So like, yeah, you know, they either go from being first in the division or first in the league all the way down to like a wild card team or some shit like that. And it'd be fun <laughs> to see like, Oh, Hey, you know, these two teams that got to play against each other made it around the same point in the playoffs or, you know, one completely fell out. Yeah. Man, mine. I mean, I, I would love to see another outdoor game in, in uh, Southern California. I think it'd be cool to have one at Angel Stadium or even like the Rose Bowl or something. Something crazy That'd with, be the, sick. with the Ducks involved. But kind of like going off of what Jake was talking about, I think it'd be cool to have like the Stanley Cup champion go up against whoever wins like the KHL one year. And have so like some, some kind of series. That, absolutely. Be... And I feel like, like the NHL... NHL... Or just do like like one like the all league do like an all league team or whatever and then just yeah. have them and then just have us go play the khl all-stars yeah something like that because yeah. like or I, the I shl that, too i mean like yeah that's just like, do it, yeah. And do know, it on like a prospects new... in there but like yeah. still yeah and do like, it like um... in a neutral site go do it go do it somewhere weird like in italy or like just something fucking weird like yeah who cares? go do it because yeah, before everything happened with with uh you know what's going on in the world over there i think the nhl uh, they had some sort of partnership in plan with the KHL. Um, it didn't get very far because after they pretty much made that plan, everything kind of went to hell. But, but yeah, if, if anything, you know, if it ever gets back to kind of normal stuff, it'd be kind of cool to see something like that, like a little best of five type of deal or something between a Stanley Cup champion and the KHL champion or something. I love it. Yeah, that's sick. One thing I saw in this – and this would never happen, but I think the bottom two teams should play a seven game series for the double <laughs> one overall pick. The toilet bowl, yeah. Yes. The mega bowl. Uh, Why do you want to be put through that? You know that'll be us. <laughs> Scott, hey, one, it's more I'm hockey. Sorry, Scott, one last uh wait, one last winner question. winner gets one one though. Not yeah, loser. Yeah. Winner no. gets the number one overall okay, pick. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the idea. So it's like it, like you can't just lose out and then you're rewarded. Like you have to win something at, at the very end. Like you have to yeah, go yeah. win at the very end. Yeah. I like it. I'm with them. So, I, uh, there's a, we have a write-in question for Scott that was just personally texted to me. Um, That's terrifying. Geez. This is from so Scott before you go. Uh, this is from our good pal, a friend of the show, Dylan Bindi stand in the chat, our friend Garrett Toon. He says, Ask Scott how the pe- ask Scott how the peanut butter was, and what is your favorite utensil to eat it with? <laughs> okay, all right, this is that's really messed up. So here we go. Here's this. Like, I don't know. It's it's. I hopped on here at eleven thirty p.m. my time. It was like ten thirty. I was like, you know, I'm hungry, and so I was looking around my kitchen, and I was like, I don't really have like snacks right now but i do have a jar of crunchy peanut butter and i was like all right right, i'll just take like this is gonna sound super white trashy but like it's okay because i am like just take a scoop of like crunchy peanut butter and just like eat it and that'll be a snack i didn't have any clean spoons either (laughs) 
<laughs> so, but at this point, I'm like, my, in my brain, I'm like, I really want this spoonful of peanut butter. <laughs> so I take like a knife because that's the only utensil that I had clean. And I scoop out some <laughs> crunchy peanut butter with a knife and I eat it. And I like, I like Joker and Batman myself <laughs> and like cut the corner of my mouth. And so for like 15 minutes leading up to getting on air, I was trying to get the corner of my mouth to stop bleeding. Jesus you should have just hopped on with a bloody mouth. Like what's up? Guys? <laughs> right. <laughs> just like, don't say, just don't say anything. Um, so yeah, that's there. Thank you. Thank you, Gare, for that. That's great. Um, and yeah, that was my, that was my leading up to, uh, being, being on air here. I was cleaning up the corner of my mouth. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Man, well, hey, Scott, man, this was uh, this was a great time having you on, man. Do you want to really pleasure. quick before you go? Do you want to uh, you want to plug your stuff? Tell the people where to find you, where to find the yeah. Lockdown Network and all that. Yeah, yeah. My um my personal Twitter is at Bentley Scotty, and honestly, the bio of that just has like everything I do. So that's like the easy <laughs> way. But yeah, Lockdown Red Wings, um, every single day show, uh, thirty minute show every day. Lockdown Tigers, thirty minute show every day. Um. If you have a weird fascination with the high school hockey scene in the state of Michigan, I cover that for the Detroit news. So <laughs> you can go get your, your high school. There's some good players over there. Do you need, um, do you need, do you need me to do play by play in the, in the, uh, in the media? Booth dude, right? <laughs> that dude's still kicking it. Anyway. Um, I think, uh, I think that's it though. I think that's everything I do. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So there you go. Yeah. Like I said, bio my Twitter is most of it. And uh, everybody go listen to Baby Tron. <laughs> Baby Tron, the dog. Go listen to Baby Tron. <laughs> Buffs on my jacket, Kid Cunningham, for real. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott. Well, hey, this is great, man. We'll have to we'll have to do it soon. Maybe uh, I know I know this is uh, I know this game coming up is the last uh, already, man. That sucks. It's already the last uh, Ducks Red Wings matchup of the season. But maybe uh, maybe as we get closer towards the draft, maybe we'll do a little. Uh, we'll just hop on talks. Pros- we'll talk some prospects or whatever. For sure. Oh yeah, always yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. Dra- whatever. Draft, All Star break, whatever you, whatever yeah. y'all need, I'm down. Because the way, I mean, the way this is going, if we have the second or third overall pick, you're gonna need to come on here and cover Adam Fantilli for us. So, <laughs> no, nah, Bedard to Anaheim, baby. I believe. Yes, I believe. <laughs> Let's go, baby. I believe. There we go. All right, I'll see y'all. All right, thanks for dropping on, Scott. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, appreciate y'all. Yep. Later, brother. All right, y'all. I. You guys transition. I really need to pee. <laughs> okay, nice. you'll have fun. Well, I, I was gonna say we could probably uh, roll through the rest of this just so we're we're not pushing another super long episode like last week. Yeah. Uh, give Connor some time to use use the bathroom. <laughs> but uh, we had you know, a team that's having things go worse than us. It's nice to say that again. Yeah. Uh, Blue Jackets. Got hit really hard with the injury bug. Uh, Adam Boquist is on LTIR. Zach Wierenski's out the rest of the year with a torn labrum. And what was the other thing they said? I think a separated shoulder. I think so. The dude's messed up. <laughs> um, Nick Blankenberg played the entire third period of the game against the Flyers that they won with a broken ankle. Yeah. Which is pretty fucking gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but losing Wierenski in a season that was already bad, definitely very yeah. rough. Um, 
again, I, 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 it's nice saying that other things are happening to other teams and we're not just the only ones that have, you know, yeah, the shit I, end of the stick right now, but I like how we're still just below them in the standings as of right now, but I think it's because of games played though, honestly, but, um, but yeah, that sucks for them, dude. Like they, they had a lot of, uh, a lot of hype coming into this season with Johnny hockey and a healthy Patrick line and, I don't know. That just sucks. So we'll see how how it finishes up with the Blue Jackets. But so it definitely was kind of a bad omen with Line A getting hurt mm-hmm. first game of the year and and all that. But <laughs> yeah, I, I I feel too like like you said, you know, having all that hype of landing essentially the biggest free agent on the market and then just <laughs> being absolutely <laughs> shitty. Yeah, but you know, we talked a little bit about it with Felix. You know. What what happened with uh, Gaudreau and him following uh, our our boy Eric Gabranson over? Yeah. You know, doesn't seem like a good choice anymore. No, no. <laughs> um, in other news, we had a goalie goal last night in the AHL. Oh yeah, we did. Wild prospect oh, right, Jesper uh, Waltstat. I think that's how you pronounce it. Waltstat. Yeah, I think it's Velstat. Velstat. Well. Well, well, I'm pretty good with like pronunciation, but I, <laughs> I'm not sure. Anyway, he scored. It was pretty sick too because he made the stop, popped up. Yeah, and yeah. just just fired it down down the ice, and I mean, he hit the net pretty pretty dead center, which was cool. Yeah, um, it's always always cool seeing goalie goals. Uh, think, I mean, Dostal was the it, last yeah. one that that hit one down there. I think Still, so. Still waiting for another one to happen in the NHL. Yeah. Hopefully he gets called up soon. Okay, can we just stop? That entire interview, the chat was fucking cooking me. For no reason. <laughs> that was bullshit. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, go ahead. He's reading it back a whole 20 minutes later. Just like, <laughs> no, I was reading it in real time. I just wasn't going to stop Scott and be like, oh, Scott, hold on, and then argue with those cretins over there how you doing lou we I just fucking died I, I saw that's why i asked i'm 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 i'm, I'm trucking along he's trucking I'm doing better i see you changed your background i'm i'm fucking pissed today dude <laughs> you got you're rocking a nice hat though it's a nice giant's hat at least they don't fucking piss me off of the like, the san francisco like that variety team does dude yeah I mean, hey, what can you do? It was not a great Sunday in the uh, the football world, but whatever. Hey, I, I made up for it. I won my hockey game, so that's, that's all true. that matters. I can be got, I can be happy. You got a shot out that I did. LAP's brick wall. I'll have a I'll have the video of it for you. I I made a nice save in the in the game. Nice. Oh, okay. Post some content on the on the channel. Do you Great, snag yeah. it out of the air with your glove, Gibson style? All no, I made a like pad save on a breakaway, which was kind of nice. Nice. I mean, it looks very slow and clunky because <laughs> my division's slow and clunky, but yeah. it still was cool. Nice. This happened last week and was kind of the buzz, but uh, Ryan Reynolds is rumored to be interested in buying the Senators, which is interesting. That's awesome. That I kind of, awesome. I kind of hope he's the one that does. I um, hope so too. It sounds like he's just waiting for the right group of investors to go in with them. 
yeah to to look at buying them but it'd be pretty cool i mean i think but... it, i think it'd be awesome and I, I think it's cool that he was on jimmy fallon to talk about it and then like the very next night he's at the senator's game <laughs> yeah but um but yeah i don't know i don't know if you've ever watched that show uh welcome to, i think it's welcome to Wrexham because he owns that soccer club in uh, scotland yeah that's a pretty cool look behind the scenes of of all that and if i mean I'm not saying that if he bought the senators the senators would get the same treatment but i wonder if if he went through with it if this would start kind of like a trend in in the nhl because it's kind of something that's normal in soccer where you have a lot of different owners you know what i mean and like i mean you look at the mls here and like you have so many uh like football players involved in mls teams like i think the seahawks don't i or uh the sounders seattle sounders have like two seahawks players or something that bought into their team and i think uh angel city the women's team uh in the nwsl i think has like natalie portman as <laughs> as an owner and like they're just all really like i don't know so i i think it'd be cool if uh if Ash, uh, if he if he went through with all this and and was able to buy the uh senators i think it'd be cool maybe it starts a trend i don't know I heard you start to say Ashton. Were you going to say I know. Ashton? I don't know why that, I said were Ashton. Were you going to say Ashton Kutcher? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ashton, yeah I'm, all, I'm all for those, like, uh, I'm all for those, like, you know, like unorthodox or unorthodox partnerships that want to, um, that, you know, want to come in and buy sports teams. And at least we know it's a guy that is, you know, actually invested, invested in the game and follows the game. Like we all know Ryan Reynolds is a huge hockey fan. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's from Vancouver. Um, yeah. So I'd be, I'd, I'd be all for it. Something new. Sens are a young, fun team, so it'd be it'd be it'd be fun to get a little uh, a little unorthodox ownership in there for sure. Yeah, it'd be fun. Well, we also had PK Subban has joined ESPN as a analyst on their panel, which is really cool to see. I've always kind of liked the insight he's provided. Yeah, uh, he's one of those players that has a good outlook on the game, and yeah, definitely is going to kind of bolster up an already pretty strong panel. Um, yeah. As long as they don't have him doing the Don Cherry impersonations, like it was funny the first time he did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, I feel like hockey media kind of takes like, oh, this guy did something funny one time. Like, let's and let's have him do it you again. It. Yeah. Uh, so but... I, I just hope that they kind of focus more because I I like when they have guys like you know Patrick Sharp when he first joined uh, NBC's broadcast, he wasn't terrible on. He certainly had some good insight to show and like those playoffs and stuff that they had him on. I mean, Lundquist hasn't been terrible. He's, he's actually been better since the first time they brought him on uh, yeah, Lundquist, this season. Yeah. I like him on TNT and both guys you brought up, they aren't bad to look at either. I'm not going to lie. Like they're pretty good looking dudes, right? Like we can all agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, just speaking facts here. Sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's better than having to look at fucking Mike Milbury and yeah. Keith Jones, like Actually, Jeremy Roenick. <laughs> Jeremy Jeremy Roenick just looks swollen like all the time, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ! He does have his own whiskey company now, so you know. Does he? Apparently, I. Oh, I hope no one buys it. <laughs> who, who has their own whiskey? Milbury? No, Roenick. Jeremy Roenick. Oh, whatever. I feel like that's like the natural progression of being a retired player is you either start some sort of alcohol brand or you own a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. They also had Marty Brodeur 
joined the devil's front office as executive VP of hockey ops, which I already kind of thought that was his role, but I guess I, I was I, wrong. I thought it was too. <laughs> he's been with the team for a while uh, yeah. since he left St. Louis. Cause yeah. that was kind of a big deal when he left St. Louis. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad that he's with back with the devils. I mean, I thought it was weird that he was with the blues. I didn't really like it, but <laughs> But yeah, I thought this was a thing already. So maybe maybe they just now, I don't know, made it official? I have no clue. They hit send on an old memo. Yeah. Whoops. Leak had to report on it again. <laughs> oh, and this one happened uh, Friday, I believe, but the World Cup of Hockey is being postponed, and it yep. is not guaranteed that it will take place in 2025. Oh, it's annoying. But... They're talking about making it or it's more possible to make it a reality in 2025 instead of 2024, which mm-hmm. sucks because we spent two episodes talking about, oh, it's so great. It's coming back. It's <laughs> it's what we've been missing. It's, you know, the perfect thing to fill that gap. And then, you know, we were so young and happy. You Hearts shattered. <laughs> Team North America was the f- most fun part about that tournament. They really were. That insane. And if I recall correctly, was the World Cup of Hockey not the debut of the three-on-three overtime format? I think it was. It was. Was it Team North America against like Sweden, Sweden. or something? They had that Sweden. insane, that McKin- insane back McKinnon and forth had the game winner. Yeah, I think he scored it on Lundqvist or something like that. Yeah, that was. And it was also the debut of the uh, Adidas jerseys. Yeah. Was it? Yep. It was that long. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Because everyone was all panicky because, like, they had the three stripes down the side. Yeah. And they thought that, you know, yeah. No, I thought, I thought it was, I I liked those team North America jerseys. I mean, I I did too, dude. Partially just because they were, you know, they kind of look like Ducks jerseys. They were black and orange, but yeah. And um, uh, it was easy to watch them root for them because the USA sucked so bad. Yeah. And it was great to see, you know, like, I think that was the first time people saw, or I think that was the first time we saw like Matthews and McDavid playing against like NHL competition. Yeah. And it happened right before the season started. So it was a cool like teaser into the season and it was a great replacement to just your typical boring as fuck, meaningless eight preseason games. Yeah. You know, it was a <laughs> yeah, lot of that fun. That was fun having it in yeah. September. That was really cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean, of course the world cup of hockey, like it's like the actual world cup. It's not something you're going to be doing every single year, but dude, just have it on a consistent timeline. Have it every two or three years. It got incredibly great reception around the league. It was well-received by fans. I mean, it brought in a whole lot of new fans. I mean, I remember I had my buddies who had never even watched hockey watching that back then. And they were yeah. getting it, they were hyped about it. They were asking me yeah, a bunch dude. of questions, like, you know, asking who all the player, asking who all the players were and whatnot. Um, yeah, I just, I, I just don't see it. It's almost like the NHL is shooting themselves in the foot and asking who has the gun. Like, I don't... I don't <laughs> Yeah. Who did this? I mean, the, part the, of it's yeah. they're still they're still holding out saying that they don't want Russian players in the tournament. And it's just like at this point, we've been there and we've done that. We did it with yeah. the world juniors. Like, let's I understand that it's still a very real thing going on in the world, but like you know, how many years is it gonna postpone? Yeah. Um and I hate saying that because I don't want it to be like, oh, well, you know, it's there for our in- enjoyment and our entertainment. So, like, why, you know, why does this matter? Because, again, it is a very real issue that's factoring in 
why they're not allowing a Russian team to participate. But at the same time, just like, it's going to be that same old story of, oh, well, we want to bring it back so bad, but, you know, we can't. We're, yeah. we're, we're sorry about that, but we just, we, we can't do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully they can, they can get it figured out for, uh, it was 2025, right? E, that's that the tentative year. They want like to do it around one. the same time yeah. in February, but they yeah. just push the year back. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully... Hopefully they figure it out because then uh, I don't know. Like I, I like Olympic hockey and everything, but I think I, I just wish they'd put more time and effort in the world cup of hockey. That just seems like a bigger deal, at least to me, because I think soccer has done it right with the world cup over Olympics. And I just wish hockey would get kind of on the same page. Cause I just think the world cup would be amazing if they could be consistent with it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, our JD topic of the week, getting into the the end of the episode here. Uh, we've kind of talked about this a few times amongst ourselves, but it uh, doesn't hurt rehashing it and kind of bringing it back out. But who would we say is captain material since Getzloff retired? Roy Terry. Roy Sefer. Yeah. Um... I still, I don't know. I, I, I think I, I said Fowler before the season started. And I think I, I, I kind of want to stick with Fowler. I'll, I'll, I'll stick with that. Yeah. I think, I think, I think Fowler is the easy one just because of longevity. I mean, I mean, you know, I know Henrique has only got a year or two left on his deal. I'd throw him in there as a possibility. I do like, I do like lose Troy Terry pick. I think that's yeah. a good one. Um, You know, I think, I think we might see a guy like Zegers or McTavish get an A mm-hmm. um, in the next year or two. I think, I think that's something that, that is definitely pretty likely to see. Um, yeah, so it'll be it'll be it'll be curious. Or like I referenced earlier in the show, Corey Perry will be captain next year when he comes back <laughs> for his final year in the NHL. Have a little swan song, swan uh, swan song, and then swan uh, song, swang swang song. That would be pretty <laughs> hot though. If that happened, I probably I don't really know how how I would control myself. So uh, I'm trying not to think about it too much. Mm, Felix isn't sure. Shocker, Felix. Where did he come from? <laughs> Felix just spawning out of nowhere. Hmm. <laughs> I agree with Lou. I, I've said it a few times. I, I honestly think that if they're smart, they make Troy Terry captain just because he's a very well-spoken uh, player as it is, and he's been a well-spoken player since he's been brought up. Like, yeah, he gives a good interview and he gives a very real interview. It's not just the we need to do good things, you know, get them in deep boys. It's like, there's some thought behind it. And it's always, you can tell it's always coming from a place of like, not, I wouldn't say constructive is the right word, mm-hmm. but he's me. He means what he says. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't think you can really go wrong making a guy like him. That's still kind of in his prime, you know, as a, not so much a rookie, but also not a veteran just yet. Like, yeah. The right mix. Mm-hmm. Also, I just want to say how cool uh, Lou's sweater is. For people that will not be watching this and are listening, he's got a nice Mighty Duck sweater. Oh, that's a sweater. I thought it was a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a nice... oh, he disappeared. <laughs> oh, he's gone. Well, yeah, you saw he's it for gone, a second. Yeah, so he gone. just teleported. Yeah, there he is. See, that's a sweater. I can call that a sweater yeah. pretty easily. It rolls right off the tongue. The thing, the thing with Terry though is we need to, 
if he's going to be named captain, he's going to have to get locked up first. Yeah. So that's we'll also a we'll very, need, <laughs> a very we'll, big piece of that. That's a discussion. <laughs> that's a discussion as we get closer to the off season for sure. But yeah, keep in mind, we're going to put know, him in his cage. Yeah. Well, we need to, we need to resign Zegras and Drysdale and Terry as well. So Zegras for 15 years. That's all coming up. Trevor Zegras, blank check, a million years. How are you doing? Yeah. And then we'll with see what happens. This, with how this season's gone Terry. so far, I'll, I'll pose this question to you since we kind of are on that topic. To me? You, no, just in general. Oh. But uh, do we feel like uh, they're going to try and give the young kids bridge deals with how the season's gone so far? Um, I don't think Zegers gets a bridge deal. I think out of all the young kids, I think Drysdale would be the most likely to get a bridge deal. Just because, I mean, I mean, no, given that he is now more than likely out for probably, I'm just going to assume worst case scenario and he's not coming back this season. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think, especially if we're still this bad, I don't think there's any sense in rushing him back. Um, yeah, I think Jamie might get a bridge deal. Trevor, I'd. I'd believe it when I see it. I think Trevor's just getting his full deal right away this summer. I think I think the Ducks aren't going to want to pussyfoot around with that. So no, um, yeah, I I predict Zegers getting a getting the full deal. Jamie, I think he will get a full deal, but I think it's a lot more likely that we're maybe talking a bridge deal there, just because he essentially yeah, just that, got, he essentially just got his entire anyway. yeah he essentially just got his entire D plus three season taken away from him. So yeah, Felix actually had a good question in the chat and. This may spawn some, some, some uh, tough opinions, oh, but there, there's actually a method to it. He says, "Do you trade Troy Terry at the deadline if the Ducks are still this bad or worse?" I say no because I don't. I can understand why a team that's rebuilding um, and suddenly has an even worse season than the previous one, um, and given Troy Terry's age. Um, I could understand why that might be a a, a hot commodity to move. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, shit, to think of what we could get for Troy Terry right now is exciting. I just don't think that that is something that the Ducks are interested in, no matter where we are. If we're yeah. if we're if we're a little bit better, if we're the same, if we're even worse, come the trade deadline, um, I think I think things would have to get like really, really, really bad. Like we suddenly yeah. see Zegers fall off. We suddenly see. Mick Tavish fall off, you know, like we, we, the goaltending continues to be, um, you know, a shit show and, and mm-hmm. Troy Terry is just keep lighting it up. You know, you gotta, at some point, yes, Terry is part of the core, but the smaller core is your Zegerses, your McTavishes, your Drysdales, your Minchikovs, your Zellweggers, the younger guys. And Troy Terry is a little bit older than them. Yeah. So I know when you hear, you hear someone ask, would you trade, would you trade Troy Terry to, uh, you know, off the bat, you're kind of like, no, what the fuck? But if you think about it, it, it would make sense if the season continues to get even worse. Um, I just don't, I don't see it happening, but there is something there in terms of that being a possibility. Yeah. I don't I think understand. we're there yet. I, I, I don't think we are there yet at all. No. Um, and even if we are a little worse this season, I just, I just, I don't know. I'd have a hard time believing it. I think, I think, yeah, I think, I think it would have to be like a catastrophe of a season to. Yeah. We're, to, we see the be. iceberg on the horizon, but the boat hasn't hit it yet. No. So. Yeah. We still could miss it. We, we still have time to steer out of the way. Let's just hope, 
let's just hope it's not 1901 whatever that fucking thing <laughs> um, um yeah <laughs> lap noted history podcast noted history buffs oh man you're yeah but um i think you know there's a lot of movement that is probably going to happen at this deadline i'd imagine Klingberg gets traded imagine shattenkirk gets traded um One you know i know there was some talk i know there was some talk on twitter over the past couple of days about the goaltending situation and like yeah while gibson has been incredibly underwhelming and you know a lot of people may think it's time to move on i think personally if his value was not in the absolute toilet like it is right now i'm looking to move john gibson but it's almost like it's like you, you almost might get a little bit more for stolars right now just with how well he's playing and for you know just how hot of a commodity goaltending is i think you're you're getting the yeah. same if not maybe potentially a little bit more from a contender at the deadline for anthony stolars those contending teams need goaltenders like yeah. you just you can never stock up on it that's he's going to be driving a pretty high price i think it's just, it's just incredibly hard to move gibson given his value being so low given how he's played given he has four or five years left on his contract i think i think his contract is up in like 20 in the the 27 28 season so that's yeah that's a lot of commitment that a team is going to have to take on a goaltender that has not been playing up to his standard for the last four or five years um you know ducks ducks defensive woes be what they may be whatever you think about it um i think i think it's more likely that we see stolars moved at the deadline and then we go into next season running a um running a tandem with john gibson and lucas dostal so just off a guess, I would think that's what's going to happen. Now, if Gibson turns it around and is, you know, able to somehow boost his trade value, um, you know, up to up to a reasonable up to a reasonable spot where up to a reasonable size where it would make sense for us in terms of the return we would get. Yeah. And there are suitors at the deadline for that that are willing to trade for him. That changes it. We're just not headed in that direction right now. It's not where we are. It's going to be more likely that um that Stolars is the one being being actively pursued and then and then we run with Gibson and Dostal next year so do, do yeah. you think do you think Troy Terry uh you think it'd be a big difference in return if they instead of moving him at the uh deadline it was during the summer like after the draft moving Terry yeah no because I think if I think if he just continues to play the way that he is and continue to yeah arguably we the best forward on the team i think i don't think that changes his value no matter what i mean yeah keeps... you know yeah he does need a contract extension i mean but you yeah. know teams can you know that's why sign and trades happen i mean a lot of these teams before they trade for a guy like that they will are like they will have a negotiate they will have an extension in place before the trade is even made yeah so yeah yeah i mean i i, I wouldn't worry about that too much but again i we're not even anywhere close to a situation <laughs> where we even need to where like that is going to be a possibility, yeah. but it's not a, Oh my God, this would never happen. So I'm just saying, just I brought prepare, it up. Just trying I... to prepare the masses. If, th if things really fucking go South, yeah. Like to where it's bad and it's not just like, Oh, uh -huh, tank for Bedard. Like if we're doing the Bedard tank and other shits going wrong too, <laughs> like young guys are not taking the steps that they need. We're seeing guys like Zegers or I know Drysdale's out, but I'll use him as an example. We're seeing guys like a Zegers or a Drysdale or a McTavish take like significant steps back that's a situation where where um a troy terry trade starts to come up into conversation yeah. but we're not there yet thankfully yeah long, well that's long, why i brought it up for i brought it up for the off season because i yeah. mean hey if it was on the like draft day or day after um 
what if we had Bedard? <laughs> I mean, I think I mean I think everybody is available for the right price. Yeah. You know, whether that be an overpay, I mean, because I mean, you don't want to lose you know. Terry at all. Like that's not even. Oh no, of course you don't. I mean, but I mean, if we yeah. if if he if he continues to play the way he is and he's just like leaving everyone else on the team in the dust and he could, you know, yeah, and we and wanted also, to move him and we yeah, had Bedard we, already, it yeah. it would it would lessen the the blow. Yeah. Well, then, and then the other part that people forget about is the human aspect of it. Like Troy Terry's, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent, I think. I, I think. So I believe he, so. He he's going to have full say, full un like un unfiltered say in who he signs with. So if he, I mean, I'm not speaking for Troy Terry. This isn't like a rumor or something. But let's just hypothetically say that they start getting into contract negotiations, and he's like, I I think I want to go look somewhere else. This is you know. Let's say we've taken significant steps back, you know, and he's just like, I don't like the situation here. I, I want to move on. Then you're kind of forced to trade him because you're not just going to lose him for nothing. I think I think Pat Verbeek is, would be smart enough where if things were to get that bad, he's not going to, you know, just let him walk. But, you know, this, there's a lot of things you got to consider. It's not always just a should we trade Troy Terry kind of question. There's a whole <laughs> lot of things to consider when you yeah. when you think about it. Nothing's ever 100% impossible, but I think we're we're still a good amount of steps ahead before we are even having that sort of conversation about Troy Terry. So, so Terry's actually yeah. going to be an RFA. He's going to be an RFA. Okay. So I was wrong there. Okay. So a little bit harder for him to, you know, have a little say in where he wants to go. I mean, he still does. If it's, I mean, we would get probably pretty damn good draft compensation if a team wants to throw an offer sheet at him, but yeah, I'm gonna, I, I'm I, gonna... I'd, I'd put money on Troy Terry signing a deal with the ducks. I don't, I don't yeah. think, I don't think he's going anywhere, but, you know, all, all, all things to keep in mind. Well, I'm going to send your, your uh, quote about Troy Terry being traded to Puck Empire. How does that make you feel? Yeah, please, please don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't, uh, don't sicard me, please. I don't, I don't need wild. Wing. I don't need wild wing showing up at my door with a knife or whatever <laughs> happened to Felix for that, that three hour period where he went missing. Well, let's lighten the mood back up since we got really depressing there. Yeah, I, ho- I hope I hope I answered that in a way that's not like that didn't seem like I was like suggesting we should trade Troy Terry. I was trying to like. No, you didn't. Okay, good. All right. I don't think you did at least. For God, if you guys clip me and like take things out of context, Chris. Ooh, Chris buddy. Chris is like, we're getting engagements, motherfucker. <laughs> but Hockey Three Six Five actually asked us a question. He asked us, "Would you rather fight a hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck?" Hundred duck sized horses. I'm going. I'm Is that going what was asked? Size. I'm going yeah. duck sized horses because I'm just going to start kicking. Yeah, you just kick. You yeah, just run full speed horses. and just you start yeah. kicking, dude. Yeah, no duck can run faster than me, so I'll just. Nah. Sprint. I know they can fly, but uh, well. I feel like a horse. No, but they're horses. Would... They're horses, so they can't fly. So yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I love the thought process. <laughs> I feel like if you had a horse-sized duck, it would be very loud because ducks oh, are already kind of loud as yeah. it is. Yeah. But I'm definitely going 100 duck-sized horses because like, yeah. I subscribe to the same feeling of just you just start kicking. Yeah, you can beat the hell out of them pretty easily. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Lou. Well, you guys kind of got into this in the group chat today, but when does the Christmas season start? Is it the mm. day after Halloween, or is it the day after the day after Thanksgiving, or the first day of December? Well, so here's, here's, here's what everyone that. forgets with that. 
it is oh, not the Christmas season. After 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 Halloween on November first is the start of the holiday season. The holidays <laughs> yeah. encompasses Thanksgiving, New Year's, and Christmas. All three of those holidays. That's what the holidays are. It's not Christmas. It's holidays. Yeah. So in my opinion. And all the other holidays involved. In my opinion, Christmas stuff, whether you want to put it up, start decorating, put up lights, whatever, start doing your shopping, whatever. That's all fair game on November 1st every year. That's all fair. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that (laughs) I personally would like start putting my tree up on November 1st. Yeah. I just think it's fair game because it's the holiday. Nobody ever. And I know Lou's shaking his head because he's a Scrooge. (laughs) Nobody ever says, oh, it's Thanksgiving season. Nobody Nobody says that. Nobody gives Nobody decorates damn. for Thanksgiving. Well, I might now. You decorate for Christmas. <laughs> Next episode, Lou's gonna be dressed so up. So I as think turkey. I think it's I think it's fair game <laughs> to decorate. What my family typically does, we all get together for Thanksgiving and we start decorating for Christmas on Thanksgiving. Okay. But I think if you want to put stuff up in the month of November, sure, go ahead. Who cares? Yeah. I feel the same way. Like if you, if you're decorating on uh, November 1st, that's fine. But personally it's like black Friday is my first day of like yeah, Christmas season. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's fair play. It's open. Yeah. Jake. (laughs) Kind of the same. I feel like after Thanksgiving, black Friday is like Christmas season. Yeah. Just because, I mean, it's so close to the start of the month anyways. Like, you're only a couple of days away from it actually being December and, and all December feels like Christmas season, but yeah. I can kind of see it from Connor's perspective of, yeah, if you start decorating November 1st, like you're just getting in the festive mood, but it's not exactly Christmas time. yet. Yeah. yeah. And like the other thing, people are decorating because it makes them happy. Like just let them decorate. It makes them happy. Who cares? Let them be happy, Lou. Well, seriously, just let people do what they want. Like, who gives a fuck? I like as no Connor. Off, no skin off your nose if I'm putting up if I'm putting up some lights on November second. As, as Connor was literally saying that sentence, I just looked at Lou like I was just staring at him. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Lou. What do you what What are your feelings towards this? It's the very the very first or the the week of Thanksgiving. Week of okay. yeah. That's, that's when, when you that's start when decorating. It, that's when that's the when season starts. That's when okay. it's acceptable for you. Yeah. To okay. start. Okay. Okay. So like, so like Monday of Thanksgiving week. Yeah. If I, want to put up my Christmas I think that's, tree, that's still too early, but. Okay, that's fine. That's not I'll terrible. With yeah. you. Yeah. Well, Just... well, well, that's kind of the thing. It's not. It's not personally what you would do. It's more when. When do you find it acceptable for that to start? Yeah. 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 I've never oh, yeah. put up a tree on November first. It's always been like the end of November, but. No, but if you do, cool, fine. man. I've never, yeah. I've always been like, oh, cool. It's more just because I'm lazy and I don't want to start doing it. But <laughs> if other people want to start like putting up their lights or their tree early, yeah. cool. I think Lou's biggest thing is Christmas music. So hopefully he stays out of <laughs> Michael's and Walmart. I know Walmart's already got all the Christmas stuff going. Yeah. Michael's, it's like you're walking into a snow globe. So don't go in there, buddy. <laughs> well, Christmas music, I think, is just that's a subjective It blows opinion like i just i i like some of it i don't like I enjoy some i don't yeah. i don't like there's like nine songs total <laughs> that they just continuously yeah. play yeah i mean you're not you're not wrong there are yeah, many not wrong there but yeah i'm not listening to it like i'm not listening <laughs> to it like all day during the christmas season but i like i like to listen. i'll throw some beach boys christmas songs on 
that's the shit you got to play. I'm not sitting there listening right? to like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> yeah. I'm listening to like, you know. Love yeah. me some Beach Boys Christmas. <laughs> got to listen to Xmas by Corey Taylor, Get in the Spirit. <laughs> I guess Christmas is my favorite. Everybody, everybody um, go watch Kiss Save Santa. Yeah. <laughs> the greatest holiday film that you'll ever see. <laughs> So we got an off-the-wall question on Twitter from our good old pal, Drew. Have you guys ever been to Nova Scotia? No. I have not. I, I've nope. Not been to Nova Scotia. Never been. For this east in Canada, I've been to Toronto. I've been to Toronto um, and Victoria, BC. That's it. I have never been to Canada, so I cannot speak on that. Well, I've been to Niagara Falls on the Canadian side too, which kicks the U.S. side's ass. In Ontario, like California. <laughs> I've been to uh, I've been to Toronto. I've been to Calgary. I was only in Calgary for a night though, and I've been to Vancouver. V- Vancouver. I might have said it on the pod before. Vancouver is honestly might be my favorite city in North America. If, it seems if, like it would be really nice. If moving to another country was not like the most annoying thing on the planet or like the most difficult thing in the world, I I would heavily consider. I might be living in vancouver right now if yeah i loved it that much it's a great fantastic city it's gorgeous well our last one we wrote down in the notes uh came from cecilia and she asked what our plans to get connor to stop saying noops is and posting his horrendous takes yeah so i know nothing i can say to the jd group will ever like you know like i can never save myself because i get get him off the cross but and a lot of I say noops in reference to Newport Beach. I say it like ironically. Like I don't act I don't actually say I don't seriously say, hey, do you want to go down to noops today? Is that an actual thing though? Like locals say? Well, like I've never heard it. Cring- I've never heard cringy it. Cringy people's will say like noops. It's I've oh, always God. I've always heard it said in like a joking way. No, like no one, okay. no one actually calls Newport Beach noops, like when they're seriously referring okay. to it. Because I was going to say, if I was ever there and someone said that to me, I'd probably throw up. Yeah, no, I just say it to be annoying. <laughs> oh, okay. And that's all. And, but of course, you know, the girls got to, uh, you know, the girls got to, uh, the girls don't give me an inch. Let's uh, put it that way. As for stopping his horrendous takes, we, we sadly don't. What are my horrendous uh, takes? That I don't like turkey? Oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> you get some ribs. Oh, I think you just need whore. to cook your turkey better. Yeah, take that turkey, Tom. Get the hell out of here. Nope. I don't give a fuck. Try tips better. And you can't. We're all about uh, free speech on on the twitters and. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, we are. By the way, by the way, the Titanic crash happened May thirty first, nineteen eleven. Nineteen eleven. Nineteen eleven. That's what it is. Okay. Okay. Well, before we go, do we have any more questions in the chat that we can take? Speak now or forever hold your peace until next recording. Anything? Anything? Uh... Yeah, five seconds. No, we'll give them ten seconds. Ten seconds. They got. They got to type it out. I know. I know. It's like we'll give them some time and let's do predictions for the Ducks Red Wings. Oh, Savannah says, "How about them Bills?" How about talking about that? That's that's too. That's too recent. Come on, Chris. You wanna? That was a game. A game of the year. It was a great you, game. I know you two are both Bills fans, but give me a day yeah. or two. Talk was, to me Wednesday. <laughs> I was Justin too busy. Jefferson is him. I could go on a rant for the Raiders for like ten minutes, but I won't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you want to. 
I was too busy. How trying. do you how how do you lose to a coach who's never had coaching experience at any level? How do you do that? Yeah, you lost. You I mean, lost. In my only in my in my only defense for you let Ryan. Matt Ryan run thirty eight yards on a play against you. How do you do that? And my only defense for Jeff Saturday for that, like, has no coaching experience argument. At least, like, okay, at least he played in the NFL for, like, 20 years yeah. or whatever. So, like, I mean, I get that. But, yes, he has no pro coaching experience. Well, oh, no, he's clearly a baller. He's changing his name to Jeff Sunday. Jeff Sunday. <laughs> if, you I, think, if you think Dallas Aikens is a bad coach, oof, you've never seen Josh McDaniels coach a, a game. <laughs> it's freaking disgusting. <laughs> After last night, I decided to stay away from watching the Bills game this morning. And right around the time everything was going off, mm-hmm. I was trying to bid on that vinyl. So I was oh, a little yeah. pre—I was a little preoccupied. Oh. And then I won the bid, and I was sitting back looking at the score, and I was just like, "Yep, glad I didn't watch." It started promising. It was really fun, and then the second half happened. And for some reason, the last three weeks, the Bills suck in the second half and can't score touchdowns. So I don't know. Thanks for making us sad again. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to end end the show all happy, but well, you want to try to okay, uh, score predictions for the Wings Ducks on Tuesday. What are we thinking? Oh, you want us to be happy? Five let's let's <laughs> let's try to be happy. Let's. Uh, the final score will be four to two. Four to two, and the hockey team Ducks. will win. The hockey team will. The win. hockey team will win the game. Okay, awesome. the team that's skating will win the game. Mm-hmm. And the reverse retros again on Tuesday. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Reverse retros game. Yeah. I say 4-3. I'll put that one up in the air, too, is the hockey team Just because, I mean, guys, like, we don't have a regulation win. Like, it's tough to, <laughs> it's tough okay. to, it's tough to predict yeah. that we're going to win a game. Like, it's tough to do that. So the next three, Wings, and then at Blues, at Blues again. I'm the Blues hoping... are struggling. The yeah. Blues are struggling, but my fears that were like their slump buster and they just like <laughs> beat the absolute shit out of us. Yeah. But, I'm um, hoping, I'm hoping that we can get uh, our first regulation win in these next three. God, they also fun. play Winnipeg. Who's good. Oh How yeah. They Winnipeg, become good? yeah. I totally Winnipeg. forgot about Winnipeg is on Thursday. That's my bad. Yeah, How Winnipeg's did they become really good well. again? I think, I think they're playing a little bit above their, a little bit above their pay grade right now. Yeah, Hellabuck, oh, okay. Hellabuck's been kind yeah. of back to just like, just like, I don't think, just like I don't think the blues are actually this bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. But yes, Connor Connor Hellebuck has been very, very good. All right. So uh, a little bit. Connor said four two. Jake said four three. I was also gonna say four three. Do you have a score for Tuesday, Lewis? I said five two. Oh, you said five two. Okay. Yep. Wow, five two. Okay. <laughs> five two Anaheim Ducks. Yep. Anaheim Ducks. Okay. All right, Lou. All right. All right. I'll take us out, Chris. All right, uh, that's it. Make sure you're following us uh, everywhere on uh, Twitter. We've been getting some some nice follows there on Twitter. We're starting to grow a little bit more. Uh, and here on Twitch, too. The last couple, couple streams we've done have been Yeah, been so if you're good. not following us, if you're watching or listening and you're not following us on Twitch, go give us a follow on there. Everything is, our our username for everything is the Late Arrivals pod. Very easy to find. Um, but yeah, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and uh, I have no idea what to do for TikTok. We put the one out there with Kevin Weeks, and I'm done. So I don't know. <laughs> you can still follow us there. I'm gonna. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of stuff. I don't know. Maybe maybe 
tweet us or something give us ideas i'm too old for that yeah (laughs) um to think of stuff but yeah, make sure you follow our uh, our podcast network, the Hockey Focus, and please follow our good friend Hockey Daily three six five. Actually, I remember uh, I think it was last night he had to take like a five to ten minute break because of how no, it was Thursday. I think it was Thursday or something. He had to take like a five ten minute break because of how crazy the yeah, night was of was all gone. the yeah all the games and everything. So <laughs> give him a follow and um, just tell him how awesome he is. And make sure you leave us a rating. Leave us a rating, review. Say nice things about us. Give us like five stars. I don't know. <laughs> Please. Thank oh. you to everybody for the for the support, as always, on Twitter, in the chat, yes. in the streams, the episode views. Always appreciated. And we love yes, you all. We love you all. Shall see you back again probably Tuesday of the week after this coming week. Since yes. this is this is kind of an odd day recording on a Sunday and yeah, most so likely this coming Tuesday, but the following Tuesday. Yeah. I'm gonna probably put this out uh Monday night. Okay. To kind of lead into the morning of Tuesday, give people a chance to listen before the game. Uh okay. instead of just dropping it the day of and yeah. You know, maybe drop it around like five, six PM. Monday, Alrighty. something like that. Monday, and nights. we might have another Twitch hangout later in the week next week. Yeah, keep an eye out. Um, you'll see it all over Twitter, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody, and again, everybody, go listen to Babytron, Jesus Shuttleworth, Walk Through the Rain, My Fit Wet as Hell, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Did not sound like English. See you next week. <laughs> Please Bye. fire Josh McDaniels, Raiders. <laughs>